Welcome to State Lines, where you get the best gambling and sports information in Illinois. Here are your hosts, Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. It is great to have you aboard for another edition of State Lines, where you get the best gambling information out there. He is Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch. We got you covered for week five of the National Football League season. Also, a little bit of college football mixed in on our program this week. But before we get to recapping the Bears and Lions, hey, the Bears got a win. They made a big quarterback change here just earlier this week. They got a big game in Las Vegas against the Raiders. I got to brag again about my picks. Now 16-5 and five since we started this show with the best bets, Jason Gotches. 2-1 and one last week. Had Seattle plus three. They won outright at San Francisco, 28-21. Chiefs were minus seven. Easy 42-30 victory in Philadelphia. 2-0 and oh with those picks. Did miss, though, on the Vikings. Had them plus two. They lost at home to Cleveland, 14-7. Minnesota could not generate any offense in that contest. But we'll take a two-in-one week, 16-5. and five. Man, you are making money if you're betting with me in those best bets so far uh, this season. Hope to keep it rolling again this week. But, Kevin, I know you had it rolling going on at Soldier Field last week as a fan because you got to cheer your Bears on to a victory over the Detroit Lions. The Bears, again, at the end, almost giving it away, but they didn't do so as they took care of business with Justin Fields versus Jared Goff at Soldier Field. Yeah, Jason, and I know a lot of people are overexcited about the news that you mentioned, that Justin Fields is going to be taking over as the full-time starter. Um, Andy Dalton is has, in effect, has been benched. Um, my thoughts watching that game, I mean, it, don't get me wrong, number one, it was an absolute fun atmosphere. It was actually my first NFL game I have ever been to, period. Um, and it ended up being a gorgeous day outside. It didn't end up raining at all during the game like we were expecting it to. Uh, the seats were great. All the people around us were great. And even the occasional Lions fan that was there, you know, everyone was jawing back and forth. But it was all in good fun. Well, except the guy that of all jerseys, he had a Roy Williams jersey on of all things. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't at least have a Calvin Johnson or Matt Stafford or something. That'd be Roy Williams. But I digress. Um with that being said, I thought the game was not terrible, Jason. That was my honest-to-God opinion. It was not terrible. Um, the offense did look good at times. I think Justin Fields, when he had, uh, again, I know it was against the Lions, so he definitely had some more chances to air out the football. He did look very good throwing the ball, throwing the football down the field. Um, I could tell right away that Matt Nagy was not coaching that offense. I didn't need a news article or a press conference to tell me that he was not calling those plays. Um, because I mean, you could you could tell right away just based off the play calling. Um, David Montgomery, that is a big loss, Jason, for the next. I think they said four to five weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see how this Bears offense adjusts to him not being there. And also is that Akeem Hicks went down after the first play of the game. He's still battling that groin injury. And I know Khalil Mack has set out of practice a couple days this week. So I mean, anyone who thinks that all of a sudden that Justin Fields being the quarterback is going to fix all the Bears' problems. You guys got another thing coming because this team, and including himself, has a long, long way to go before they can be even remotely considered a playoff contender. I would agree. The Bears beating the Lions 24-14 at Soldier Field. Hey, they get to 2-2. Two and two. You take any win, any weight, and get it. But the Lions are a very bad football team this year. Again, the Bears hung on at the end. Bad turnover by Justin Fields. Fields getting the start at quarterback the rest of the way as long as he's healthy. I understand the move. But as far as you look at the rest of this season, it's almost like waving the white flag because I don't think you can look at Justin Fields right now and say he's a polished NFL quarterback. Maybe he will be sooner rather than later. 
But when you look at what he's going to do the rest of the year, I think he's going to take some lumps like a lot of rookies do. I think Andy Dalton's better at this point in his career. Hopefully the upside for Fields is a lot higher. But when you think about playoffs for the Bears this year, trying to get in that race, I'm not seeing it with a rookie quarterback. It's all of a sudden a rebuilding year. And, yeah, I think, Kevin, you're on to something with Bill Lazor calling the plays. Look, Matt Nagy came here as an offensive coach. He is a terrible play caller. I do not ever want to see him calling plays again. And maybe Bill Lazor is the only guy – well, him and Justin Fields can save Matt Nagy's job because if Lazor calls the plays with you know good run-pass balance – and Fields uh, surprises, maybe really gets uh, a lot of development in this year and gets better as the season progresses. Maybe Nagy sticks around as the head coach that doesn't call the plays, and that's fine probably in Matt Nagy's world if, if you're a normal type of head coach. But Nagy doesn't seem to be the normal type of head coach. He wants the ego of calling those plays, and that's not a good thing for his job security. So we'll see what happens with the Bears. Fields going forward, the quarterback, hopefully – he can develop quicker than expected, but that offensive line for the Bears is still not very good. So that brings me to this, Kevin, here on State Lines. The Bears are getting five at the Raiders this week. They're plus 185 on the money line. Raiders minus 225 on the money line. The total is 44. Raiders on a short week. They lost the Monday nighter at the L.A. Chargers uh, just a few days ago. 3.05 kickoff central time in Vegas. How do you see this one playing out? Well, Jason, I mean, the bottom line is, for me, it's ultimately going to come down to what is the health of Khalil Mack and especially Akeem Hicks? Because the Raiders under John Gruden, they're very smash-mouth. They are very old-school. They He likes to give the ball to Josh Jacobs and his running backs behind that freakishly huge offensive line. And I say freakishly huge, folks. Even by NFL standards, the L.A. Raiders line is freakishly large. So they're going to want to run the football right down the Bears' throat, open it up for play-action passes to guys like Darren Waller, who, as we know, is the stud tight end they have, and get and basically take the pressure off of Derek Carr. Um, are the Bears going to be able to stand up to the to the power running game of the, of the of the Raiders? Because last week, Jason, you and I both watched the same game, obviously from different vantage points. But the Lions were able to gash up and down the Bears' defense up the middle, especially in the second half as the game started to wear on. So is this Bears' defense going to be able to man up, and is this offense going to be able to take that next step? Um, From the gambler's perspective, Jason, I'm looking at this game. Honestly, I would probably – I think the Bears can do enough to cover this game. So the plus um, five-and-a-half. Um, right now actually doesn't look too bad to me. I know it's minus 115, but I think the Bears could do enough to cover this game. Will they win? I don't think so, especially with the Raiders being able to have the advantage. The game is a little bit later in the day, and it's also at home, so they are going to have that advantage. So I'm, I, if I were to do anything, I would take the Bears to cover. All right, Kevin on the Bears to cover. I'm on the other side here. I don't love it. It's not going to be one of my best bets. I'm going to give that away right now. But if I got to pick, it's kind of like last week where I took the Bears minus the points against the Lions. I feel the same way here about the Raiders being at home. Short work week scares me. Uh, the Raiders, I don't think, are as good necessarily as their 3-1 and record. But again, I just don't trust the Bears to protect the football and the David Montgomery injury. We'll see how Damian Williams spills in. He's a more than capable backup, but Montgomery really ran the ball out well last week till he got hurt. So give me the Raiders minus the 5.5 again. And not very comfortable, but we'll pick it here on the program. Let's get to another one here, Kev, real quick. Packers are minus 3, minus 155 at the Bengals, who return plus 135 on the money line. The total's 51 and a half. This is a noon kickoff central time on Sunday at Paul Brown Stadium. Bengals are a surprise this year. They're 3-1, and one, Packers over 500 again. 
Rodgers and company cover that small number or the Bengals pull the upset in the jungle? Oh, Jason, I definitely think that they're going to be able to cover this one. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has looked absolutely fantastic through the first four weeks of the season. I mean, yeah, granted, there's probably no surprise there. And I'm talking about on the defensive side of the football. For those of you who have been who have basically been living under a rock, Pro Bowler Jalen Smith, my a guy from Notre Dame, linebacker, was outright released by the Dallas Cowboys and is now also signed with the Packers for the remainder of the season. Huge additions to that Packers defense. So I definitely think they'll easily, easily be able to cover this game. Kevin, very confident in the Packers. I see this one the other way. I'm going with the Bengals at home. I think this is a little bit of a trap game for the Packers. Joe Burrow and company are better than a lot of people think. The Bengals defense has been surprisingly okay this season. So, look, I think Green Bay could easily win this game, but this is one of those maybe last-second field goals where they win it by one or two, or the Bengals could actually pull the outright upset. So I'm going to go ahead and jump on the Bengals plus the three. I love the home dogs, always have, always will. So I'll go with the Bengals plus three in that game. Kevin, before we take a quick break and get to more NFL games in our next segment, a bet it or drink it for you. You want to bet this one or keep the money for the bar? Bears quarterback Justin Fields over under 215 and a half passing yards at the Raiders. What do you think? Um, You know what, Jason? I think I'm actually going to end up going uh, over on this one. So I will bet the over on this one only because – I don't know how well the Bears are going to be able to move the football on the ground against the Raiders. So with that being said, in my mind, that means that they are naturally going to have to throw the football more. So he's going to get more chances to complete more passes and throw, and push the football down the field. So I will take the over on this one. All right. Kevin's on the over. I'm on the under. I, I think Fields might have to throw the ball towards the end of this game, but I think the Raiders defense is going to keep him under that number. So I'm going to go under for Justin Fields, 215 and a half passing yards. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotcha. We come back more NFL games to discuss and more better to drink it's too. Glad you're with us here on state lines. More after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports betting talk right after this on state lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services, including Lifeline, are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Welcome back. This is State Lines, where we get the best gambling information. We focus a ton on pro football, a little on college football this time of year as well. And 
some of the other sports going on. But this is a football-based program in the fall. I'm glad you are with us once again. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Kev, let's get right to it. A lot of games again on this Week 5 slate. And this is a good one for the Sunday Nighter. We've had some good ones on Sunday night so far this season. And here's another one for you. Rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. The Bills are at the Chiefs. The Bills are plus 2.5 in this game, plus 130 on the money line. Chiefs are minus 150 on the money line. The total's 56.5. 7.20 p.m. kickoff, NBC, Central Time, Sunday night. Give me your thoughts on what should be a very good football game. Well, Jason, um, I think it is going to be a very competitive game. Um, I do know that the Chiefs are notoriously awful um, when uh, I, um, against the spread. I do know for whatever reason. In terms of like the spread, they're terrible. But um, for this game... Yeah, Jason, I think this is definitely going to be an extremely close football game. It's going to be a good football game like like uh, the Chiefs and the Bills have played the last couple seasons. It's going to be very, very close. Um, I do think the Bills are going to be able to do enough to cover this football game. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to do enough to win. So I would take um, – I would actually take the Chiefs to cover now that I'm thinking about it. So I'll take the Chiefs minus three on the minus 105 at home. All right, I'm going to join Kevin on this one. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Uh, Buffalo's a really good football team. I don't know how they lost that week one opener at home to the Steelers, who have not been good since that point. Talk about uh, if you analyzed after week one, you would have been really lost thinking the Bills maybe weren't as good as they are and the Steelers are a lot better than they are. That's not the case. But this is a game in Kansas City. Look, the Chiefs have had a rough start to the season. You know, they, they lost on their own field a couple of weeks ago to the Chargers. They go to uh, Philadelphia and win a game they needed to win last week. And I think they know they need to win this football game, and I think they're going to do it on their own field. You know, when you look ahead to the rest of this season, this could be a game that helps determine home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. So uh, give me the Chiefs to cover that field goal at home. Again, the total in the game, 56 and a half. But we're going to stay away from that. Go with the Chiefs minus the three. Kev, the Cleveland Browns are playing good football again under Kevin Stefanski. Got that big win in Minnesota last week, a game a lot of people expected them to win. I did not, but they, they proved me wrong. The Browns are plus two this week on the road, plus 105 at the Chargers who Justin Herbert, a lot of people passed on him in the draft and they're regretting it. He looks like a franchise quarterback for the LA Chargers or minus 125 at home in this game. Totals 47, 305 Central Time kickoff at SoFi Stadium. Uh, your thoughts here on this AFC battle? Well, Jason, honestly, I think this might come as a shock to some people. I am going to take the Cleveland Browns in this game. Um, I do like them. Pl- I do like the... The money line, it's not bad, plus 105 if it hits. I would more take them on the spread. Um, They're plus two, minus 110, just because, again, I think this is going to be a very close football game. Definitely can see it being within one touchdown. But I think up to this point, I think this is going to be the best defense that um, Justin Herbert has faced this entire season up to this point. All right, Kevin is on the Browns. I am too. Look, the Chargers had a big win last Monday night, short work week. They beat the Raiders at home, one of their traditional rivals. I think this is one where Cleveland might actually be the better team here, and they're getting points, and I think they're in a very good spot situationally. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Browns plus the two. And for those of you who are wondering about Justin Herbert, how good he's been, he really has. I know a lot of people maybe don't focus on the Chargers. The Rams get a lot more pub in Southern California than the Chargers do. But you think about him being the sixth pick overall in the 2020 draft, the Dolphins at number five took Tua. And we know that that has not worked out well for Miami. The Giants decided to ride it out with Daniel Jones, who does not look like a franchise quarterback. They took an offensive uh, lineman last year, Andrew Thomas. And the Lions took Jeff uh, Jeff Akuda, 
cornerback out of Ohio State, who's uh, he's a pretty good player, but uh, the Lions now have Jared Goff at quarterback, and I guess they didn't realize that they were going to trade at that time Matthew Stafford, but how nice would uh, Justin Herbert look in a Dolphins, Giants, or Lions uniform uh, at this point in his career? But good for the Chargers. They got that pick right at number six. It sure looks that way, though. I don't think they cover this one against the Browns. And we move on now to the Cardinals and the 49ers. The Cardinals, who would have had this as the only unbeaten team in the NFL heading into week number five? Not many, but the birds in Arizona are soaring. They have a 325 kickoff against the 49ers in Arizona this week. The Cardinals are minus five and a half, minus 240. The 49ers are plus 195 in this game. The total is 49 and a half. Niners had that tough home loss to the Seahawks last week. Cardinals went into LA and they beat Matthew Stafford and the Rams. So uh, this one already big in that very tough NFC West this year, Kevin. Uh, you on the 49ers here, liking the Cardinals or maybe taking a look at the total? Um, honestly, Jason, I'm actually taking a look at the Cardinals on this one. And it's mostly because, so we know again, Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt. Again, no surprise, basically ever since he left New England, he can't stay healthy. Um, I am not as sold on ev like everybody else is on Trey Lance as a quarterback, especially as a rookie, and he played a D2 competition. I don't care what anybody says, how accurate of a passer he was. D1 and D2 competition are two completely different things, just like the NFL is to college. So I'm not sold on him yet. I do know how good Kyler Murray is. And I do know how good DeAndre Hopkins is and Larry Fitzgerald. Um, so with that being said, I'm looking at the Cardinals, um, minus one or uh, minus one ten, minus five on the spread. I think they'll easily be able to do enough to cover this one, if not outright win. All right, Kevin locked in with the Cardinals. I am going to go ahead and take the 49ers here, plus the five or five and a half different spreads, depending on where you are shopping for this game. Looks like Garoppolo is going to play the latest reports out of San Francisco as he battles through that calf injury. But this could be a big letdown spot for the Cardinals. The fact that they went into the Rams and won a game a lot of people did not expect them to win. So I'm going to say they let down a little bit here and not necessarily even lose this game. Just don't cover the five points. This looks like a field goal game to me. So I'm going to take San Francisco. And really, the Niners need this one. That was a tough loss to Seattle last week. And it's a tough matchup on the road, but I think Frisco finds a way to keep it close. So give me the Niners uh, plus the points in this matchup. The Titans, this, this had a chance to be the toilet bowl, Kevin, but we found a different one out there because I don't think the Titans are as bad as maybe their record has shown so far, and they do lead a very bad AFC South division. But the Titans are minus four against the Jaguars in Jacksonville. The total on this game is 48 and a half. Titans are minus 190. Jags plus 160 to win it. The Jags collapsed totally last Thursday night in Cincinnati. They played a great first half, terrible second half. Everybody knows the Urban Meyer story by now, blowing off some steam in Columbus, getting caught on a video, and a lot of turmoil with the Jaguars. So how do you think this one shakes out? Well, Jason, I think this one's going to go just about how everyone expects it to. Um, I think the Titans are going to roll into Jacksonville. I think Derrick Henry is going to run all over this team. Um, as you said, everyone knows the Urban Meyer situation. But yeah, Jason, honestly, this coaching staff has their hands full trying to get the respect back of its own locker room right now because I think it's completely obvious. Urban Meyer, from the word go, has never had this locker room at all. The players have no reason to respect him. 
And now they have even less so. So I don't think these guys are going to be playing for him at all. They're not going to get up to play for their head coach because, quite frankly, I don't think a lot of people like him in that locker room. So I'm going to take the Titans minus four. If I have to do anything at all with this game, I'll take the minus four, minus 110 on the spread just because I don't see Jacksonville being able to keep this close. I don't think there's any chance that they can win this game. Not saying I don't think Trevor Lawrence is good because I think he is a lot better than even I anticipated, especially with how bad the talent is around him. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't see this game being very close at all. All right, Kevin, go ahead and take those Tennessee Titans. I'm taking the Jaguars, folks. Look, this is like the stock market. When it crashes and crashes and crashes and it looks absolutely hopeless, that's when I hope you have a few bucks to buy into the thing. It's the same deal with the Jaguars. Look, they're bad. They've lost 19 in a row. They were 1-15 last year. They lost 15 straight 10 last season. They lost four in a row to start this year. Urban Meyer might be, you know, looking already at places in Southern California to relocate to take that USC job. But something tells me the Titans aren't necessarily as good as people think they are. And the Jaguars getting the plus four when things look bleakest. A lot of people probably think this line should be seven or more. It's not. There's a reason. The talent on the field is not that much different between these two teams, so. Go ahead. I'll take the chance. Give me the team that's lost 19 in a row plus the four on their own field. I think they cover. All right. Bet it or drink it time here, Kevin. Let's do it. Bears, Damian Williams, over under 60 and a half rushing yards against the Raiders. Figures to be the number one back with David Montgomery out here at least a month with the injury to his knee. Um, Jason, I will go ahead and I will bet this one. I'm also going to sincerely hope that he that the Bears are able to get that because if they're not, then they're going to be in very big trouble. Yeah, I'm going to go over here, too. I, look, Williams is a pretty good running back. And, I, I again, Bill Lazor is going to call the plays, I hope. I really hope Matt Nagy doesn't think he should take that play card back. And Bill Lazor wants to run the ball because that's the way to win in the NFL. Take the pressure off Justin Fields. Don't make him throw 40 times a game. Run the football a little bit. So I'll go over the 16.5 yards as well. Bill's Josh Allen over under 306.5 passing yards at the Chiefs. Oh, Bill's Josh Allen three is uh, yeah, you know what, Jason? You know what? I am going to drink this one, Jason. I will keep this in my beer fund just because I do know how good that Chiefs defense is. They haven't really seemed it so far this year, but I know how good they are, and I know that they can definitely get after a quarterback and make life uh, pretty difficult for an opposing quarterback, so let me drink this one. All right, Kevin, drinking the Josh Allen prop. I will take the over. When we come back, we'll mix in some college football with more NFL talk. Better to drink a toilet full of the week coming up too and our best bets of the week. All that and more here on State Lines coming up next. Don't go anywhere. More sports gambling talk coming up on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com lifeline if you have access to the internet. 
Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now, back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you with us as we're rolling along on State Lines. Jason Gotch along with Kevin Berger. We're here every week picking NFL, college, other sporting events, talking about all the big news in this world of sports and gambling. Great to have you with us. Kevin, let's shift gears here to start this segment. Let's talk a little bit about the college football game, some of the teams we like to follow here on the program of local interest. And we'll start it off with the Illini, plus 10, plus 310, hosting Wisconsin on Saturday. They come back, the Badgers do, minus 385. The total's 42. This is a 2.30 p.m. kickoff, central time on the Big Ten Network. The big storyline here, the Illini head coach, Brett Bielma, going up against one of his former teams, a team he had a lot of success with when he coached the Badgers quite a few years ago. And now he gets a look at them from the Illini sideline. So, uh, give me your thoughts here, Illinois two and two after, or I'm sorry, a two and four after they won that game and broke the four game losing streak last week. They beat Charlotte at home. Badgers have had a rough year so far, one and three losses to Notre Dame, Penn State, and Michigan, with only a victory over Eastern Michigan. So not the usual team in Madison. How will they fare against the Illini? Well, Jason, honestly, I really like the, um, I really like Illinois in this game, at least at least on the spread. I definitely think they can keep it within 10 points because as you said, Jason, Wisconsin has not looked very good. Their defense has not been all that great. Um, not as nearly as great as it normally is. Their offense has started to almost kind of try to lean heavily on throwing the football, which that's not something Wisconsin does. They're known to get behind the biggest offensive line in the country generally and run the football. And they have not been able to do that very well so far this year. And I don't think their quarterback is nearly as good as a lot of people thought he would be. So I would like Illinois plus 10 in this game because I definitely think with the way Wisconsin's playing, even with it being at Camp Randall, I think Illinois can at least keep this game close. All right. Kevin is on the Illini in this contest. I'm going to go ahead and take the Wisconsin Badgers minus the 10. Wisconsin Big class hike for Illinois here because the Badgers have played really tough competition. I think they're going to take out some frustration on the Illini. I don't see this being a high-scoring game. Graham Mertz, the Wisconsin quarterback that Kevin mentioned, is questionable for this contest. But I, I do, the one thing that scares me if I take Illinois is I just don't see them scoring a lot here on Wisconsin. This, to me, looks like it could be like one of those 21-3 to type of games. So I'm going to go ahead locking on the Badgers minus the 10. Notre Dame is minus one. Kevin, I know you're a huge Irish fan. They're minus one, minus 115 at Virginia Tech, minus 105 at home on the money line on Saturday night. The total is 46. This one in Blacksburg, 6.30 p.m. Central Time kickoff. Notre Dame was playing some great football. They stumbled last week at home against a very good Cincinnati team. Can the Irish get back in the win column, Kevin? Um, well, Jason, I certainly hope so. I hate the fact it's only a one-point spread because, I mean, that's almost that's almost borderline useless at that point. So I, get, I will take Notre Dame minus one because I think it is their week to get back on track. But, Jason, I would disagree with you saying that Notre Dame had been playing great football because they really hadn't this entire season. I've watched every second of every game. I've watched every game two times over, and they have not played all that great, at least on – 
the offensive side, they have not played that great up to this point. And last week, Jason, I think the rest of the country really got a glimpse as to how good this Cincinnati team is. I've been telling people at the bar I worked at for two weeks that that was the game that I was most concerned about as a Notre Dame fan on their schedule. And it doesn't get any easier going into Virginia Tech. Now, do I think Virginia Tech is on talent level better than them? No, I really don't. However, Blacksburg, notoriously hard place to play. And this is going to be a test for this Irish team. So I would be very cautious when betting this game. Um, The total doesn't actually look too bad either, but I will take Notre Dame minus one. I'm going to take Notre Dame two minus one. You bring up some good points there about the Irish, Kevin. They managed to squeak by in some of those games. I did thought I did think they played pretty well against Wisconsin in the second half of that game. But again, the Badgers have not been very good this year. But this is a game Notre Dame needs if they want any shot of being still in the national championship race going forward. And I think they get it. Minus one win at Virginia Tech. Let's move on to some NFL games right now. The week five slate in full swing as we'll look at the Cowboys. Minus the seven, minus 310. At home against the Giants on Sunday, who are plus 245 in this contest. The total is 52.5 for the Cowboys and the Giants. This game is set to kick off at 320 Central time down in Texas. Again, the total 52.5. How you seen it playing out, Kevin? Oh, wow. Um, Jason, I think, excuse me, that I think the Cowboys are going to be able to take this game relatively easily jason and the reason being number one they're at home and number two and most importantly the giants they're not very good i mean their offense isn't very good their defense isn't very good so i'm just going to keep it simple take that i'm taking dallas uh minus seven minus one time all right kevin on the cowboys as am i jason gotch on the cowboys i'll lay the seven points as well giants got their big upset win at the saints last week not going to happen two weeks in a row ravens minus six and a half minus 320 at um they are playing the colts in baltimore this is the monday nighter 7 15 p.m kickoff central time again ravens minus 320 on the money line colts come back plus 250 total 45 kevin here colts actually got a win recently but the ravens have been playing good football yeah i would agree jason i think that i was impressed with the way they they went into mile high um and won uh that football game i know that there was that whole controversy at the very end of the football game but we're not here to discuss that um I think the Ravens have looked fantastic, as you said. So I am tempted to go ahead and I would take the Ravens um, minus six and a half. I mean, those odds are awful. I'll be the first to admit those odds are awful. And I have a very hard time thinking that the Colts could keep this close enough to bet just on them, just because of how porous they have looked so far this year. All right, I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to take the Colts. Some places have it at six and a half. Some places have it at seven. Hopefully you can find it at seven. I think this is a look-ahead spot for the Ravens. They got the Chargers on deck next week. So I think the Colts don't win this game, but I think they keep it within a touchdown. So give me the Colts plus the seven. Buccaneers minus the 10, minus 450 on the money line. The Buccaneers in a battle for Florida will be taking on the Miami Dolphins total in the game is 48. The Dolphins plus return plus 340 on the money line. Noon kickoff central time down in Tampa. How do you see this one shaking out, Kevin? Oh, boy. Well, um, Jason, I mean, I foresee this game being a lot to being one of those games where it's a lot to a little. 
Um, I that that's honestly just how I'm thinking about this one. I think Tom Brady. He, yes, the the Bucks didn't look great um, this past week, but I think they did what they had to do to take care of business and to win. Um, I I do not like the line being so high at ten. I don't really like that. So if I'm gonna bet this at all, I would probably I'm actually kind of looking at the over the uh, total, Jason. I'm tempted to possibly go with the over on this one. All right, Kevin on the over in this game again. That listed at 48 and a half for the Dolphins and Bucks. I'm gonna go Dolphins here plus the 10 letdown spot. I mean, I know that's hard to say with Tom Brady, but look, the Patriots and the Bucks and the Sunday Nighter Bucks winning the game, getting a late field goal to win that contest. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's and especially the way the, the Patriots missed that field goal right off the up left upright to miss the contest. Thrilling win for the Buccaneers. I'm going to go ahead and say this time they win, but they don't cover. Give me the Dolphins plus the 10. Let's go with the Saints minus two minus 135. Kevin at the Washington football team who returned plus 115 on the money line. The total here. 44 Vegas does not see a lot of points between these two clubs. Noon kickoff central time. Saints have been hard to figure out this year. Washington football team trying to find their footing in the NFC. And I would also still like to see them find a footing when it comes to building a team name, Jason, because, you know, that that would be nice at some Might point. Might help. I agree. It would help. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, uh, Jason, I'm going to go ahead and I will take the Saints minus two and a half. As you said, it's, this, this game is impossible to figure out. Both teams have been consistently inconsistent. That's about the only thing they've done so far this year. But you know what? I think the talent on the Saints is just a little bit better. So let me take the Saints minus two and a half. Yeah, Saints better team here. Laying a little bit on the road. I'm going to go with the Saints as well. Bet it or drink it time. Let's do it. A few of these to mix in here, Kevin, this segment. 49ers total points over under 21 and a half points at the Cardinals. What say you? Um, Because, again, I know I, Jason, I know Trey Lance. This is going to be his first uh, game where he's going to be his first start, I should say. It's going to be his first start. Um, I will go ahead and I will take the under on this one, actually. I know normally in stuff like this, I would drink it. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the under on this one just because I, again, I don't think he is as good as a lot of other people think. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the under. All right. Kevin is on the under. I'm going to go over. Garoppolo hasn't been officially ruled out, though. He's battling that calf injury. I think the 49ers are going to keep this game close. So I'm going to say over the 21 and a half points. Raiders kicker Daniel Carlson over under seven and a half points, Kevin, against the Bears. Mm. Oh, boy. Um, oh, God. Uh, Jason, I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to drink this one because I'm assuming Daniel Carlson, I'm assuming that's the kicker, right? That is the kicker, yes. All right, good. All right, well, at least I know that much. Um, but I'm going to go ahead, and I'm just going to drink this one because, again, I have no idea how the Bears' defense is going to play. I mean, they could come out and be absolutely unstoppable, or they could let them down the field uh, every single possession. So let me just go ahead, and I'm going to drink this one in the beer run. All right, Kevin going to drink it. I'm going over. Carlson has a good leg. I think he gets to eight points. Chargers' Justin Herbert over under 30 and a seven and a half pass attempts against the visiting Cleveland Browns. Justin Herbert, 37 and a half pass attempts. Um, Jason, I will go ahead and I will take over on this, but that's only slightly because the Chargers, unlike um, a certain football team that we both like, um, actually make a concerted effort to consistently run the football because I think I, I'm sure you probably saw the video too, Jason. I believe it was the offense coordinator for the 
Chargers explaining why he wants to run the football because it helps out your quarterback. I firmly believe they will do the same thing. Um, only slightly over, but I will take the over on Justin Herbert. All right. I'm going to drink this one. Over looks tempting, but I'm not that confident, so I'm going to go ahead and drink that one. When we come back here on State Lines, we got the Toilet Bowl of the week, preview more games, also three best bets of the week for both Kevin and I. All that more right after this. You are listening to State Lines. We'll be right back. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. You are listening to State Lines. We return to Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We welcome you back to State Lines, where you get the best gambling information out there. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. It's that time of the show. I know you've all been waiting for it. Yeah, we'll get to our best bets. You're waiting for those, too. But you're also waiting for your toilet bowl game of the week. This was tough. It could have been Titans and Jaguars. There were some other competitors on the board. But I had to go in this direction because I think this is a, a these are two teams. One is has been a little disappointing to me. The other, no surprise. It's in the NFC North. It's the Lions and the Vikings. I thought the Vikings would be a little better. They've lost a couple close games so far. Actually outscored their opponents 94 to 92, but still they're one and three playing an 0 and four Lions team up in Minnesota this week. Kevin, this is a noon kickoff central time. The one and three Vikings are minus in this contest at last check. They were minus eight and a half and also minus 400 on the money line. The Lions come back. Actually, they moved this line now, nine and a half. The Lions are now nine and a half on point underdog. And the Vikings are minus 425 on the money line. The uh, the Lions come back at plus 320 on the money line. Total in the game is 49 and a half. This one, not a good matchup if you like good football teams. But for the gamblers, that doesn't matter. How do you think it plays out? Honestly, Jason, I'm actually... Um... I'm actually kind of tempted to take the Lions in this one, Jason. Um, again, nine and a half. It's it's not bad odds with minus one time. I think the I think that line is a little high or the spread's a little high at nine and a half because I don't think the Vikings are almost two full are almost two full touchdowns better than the Lions because they have not shown me a lot this year. I mean, I know that the talent is there with your Adam Thielens, your Justin Jeffersons, and your Dalvin Cooks. But again, this goes back to who is the guy that's supposed to throw the football. I don't think Kirk Cousins is very good. I think Jared Goff has actually come into his own a lot more 
in Detroit. Granted, it's not saying a whole heck of a lot, but I would take Detroit in this game uh, plus the nine and a half points because, I mean, minus 110, it's not that bad odds, and I don't think the Vikings are that significantly better than the Lions are. All right, Kevin locked in here. He is going to go ahead and take the Motor City Kitties, the Detroit Lions plus the nine and a half. I'm actually going to take the Vikings minus nine and a half. The Lions are, they're two different Lions teams. The one at home isn't bad. They, they stay competitive in games. The one on the road this year has lost both their games uh, by double digits at the Bears and then earlier this season in the Monday night or at the Packers. So give me the Vikings to take out some frustrations here. Minus nine and a half. Mike Zimmer on the hot seat up in Minnesota. Here's a couple more games to look at. Kevin, the Panthers are minus three and a half, minus 180 against the Philadelphia Eagles. And actually that line has moved too. It's minus three now. The Panthers are favored by minus 160 for the Panthers on the money line, plus 140 for the Eagles. Total 45 and a half noon kickoff down in Charlotte. Uh, can the birds soar? Will the Panthers eat them up? You know, Jason, the, the Eagles are actually really bothering me because I've picked them a couple of times in my best bets so far this season. Every single time, they've been a massive disappointment. Um, so I really want to pick the Eagles because I want to say that they can keep this game close, but they always continuously disappoint. And on top of that, with how good Sam Darnold has looked since he moved to Carolina, um, I'm actually kind of really riding on the Panthers right now, Jason, especially with them being at home. Minus three, minus 110 looks pretty good to me. All right. I am going to do it. I'm going to do what Kevin's done recently this season. I'm going to actually take a chance on the Eagles. will probably bite me. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say the Eagles cover this one. I don't know if they win, but they cover that, that small number, the three points. Steelers minus one, minus 120 uh, at home against the Broncos, who return uh, plus 100 on the money line. Totals 39 and a half, noon kickoff, uh, central time in Pittsburgh. Boy, the mighty are falling right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers, not a good football team. The Broncos did lose at home last week to the Ravens. A lot of controversy, Kevin, you alluded to it uh, at, at the end of that game. Vic Fangio not happy with uh, Jim Har or John Harbaugh's decision-making to you know play on instead of kneel on the football. But that's forgotten at this point. Broncos have a road game. How do you think this one squares out? Honestly, Jason, I think that this is – this is a huge game, not just for the Pittsburgh Steelers as a team this year. I think this is a huge game for Ben Roethlisberger as a quarterback, Jason, because, I mean, if he does not come out and he performs well, I think this could be it. Like, this could be his last game as the starter if he does not come out and perform the way he's supposed to. Um, so in terms of a gambler's perspective, I like the Broncos plus one. The Steelers, they have the talent. It has not been put together. Their defense is not nearly as good as it's been in the past. And uh, also, I noticed too, Jason, do you see how how low the total is in this game too? So even the um, so even the odds makers in Vegas don't think this game's going to have a whole lot of points. So let me take the Broncos plus one. All right, Kevin's on the Broncos. Must win here for the Steelers. Or you could start maybe thinking about a rebuild in Pittsburgh. I'm going to go the Steelers winning this one, minus one. Don't feel very good about that pick, but we got to pick it. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Steelers cover that one point. Kevin, it's that time of the show I know a lot of the listeners have been waiting for. We do it every week. Our three best bets. We each give you three best bets against the spread. So as always, to start it off, I defer the floor to you. Give us one of those three best bets right now. All right, Jason. Well, one of them is going to be a game that we spent a, that we spent a decent amount of a uh, decent chunk of time on, and that is going to be um, the Browns and the Chargers. Again, I like the fact that I like how Cleveland's been playing. 
Um, I Like I said, I think this is the best defensive front up to this point that Justin Herbert has had to go up against, the best front seven he's had to go up against up to this point in the season. So I am going to go ahead. I will take Cleveland plus two, minus 110 on the road to go into SoFi and pull this game out over Justin Herbert and the Bolts. All right, Kevin is on the Cleveland Browns, and I almost was going to take that one too. It was in my final group of pairings, but I did not go in that direction. I'm going to give you one of my three best bets right now, Jason Gotch, with you again. 16-5 and with my best bets so far this season. We have not had a losing week with my best bets, so going to let you know that. Hopefully we stay hot this week, and dogs are barking. I'll give you that hint. The 49ers plus the five. I'm going to take them on the road at Arizona. Cardinals are unbeaten, coming off a big win at the Rams last week. Letdown spot here. I don't know if the Niners win. Garoppolo could still play. Also, it could be the rookie Trey Lance. Regardless, I think the Niners make this a close game, probably a field goal contest. So I'm going to take the 49ers plus the five. Kevin, pick number two. Um, So Jason, pick number two for me is, again, it's going to be another game that we spent a decent chunk of time on. That is going to be at noon. It is going to be the Tennessee Titans against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like I said, um, I don't think any odds in this in this are very great, but I do am very high on the Titans. I think they're just about due to start turning this season around. Derrick Henry, I think, is going to have a huge game. Give me the Titans minus four, minus 110 on the spread over Jacksonville. All right. I am going to go ahead and take the Dolphins plus the 10. At the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, this is a big letdown spot for Tampa Bay, even with Tom Brady after that win in New England last week. And you do not have to. Again, the the, the Buccaneers don't have to lose the game. The Dolphins just have to keep it within 10 points. So give me the Dolphins plus the 10. I think they find a way to do it. Kevin, your final pick right now. And my final pick is going to be, um, (laughs) actually, it's the game that we just uh, talked about, actually. Um, Jason, I'm looking at that Broncos versus Steelers game. As I said, I'm going to be interested in this game, not only from a gambler's perspective, but also a football fan's perspective as well. As I said, this is going to be a huge game for the Steelers organization and Ben Roethlisberger as, as an individual. But I'm going to go ahead. I will take Teddy Bridgewater and the boys from Denver, plus one, minus 115. All right, Kevin locked in with his three best bets, and I am going to go. This is when you're 16 and five, you're going to reach out on a limb like this. You're going to say a team that has lost 19 games in a row, dating back to week two of the 2020 season, is going to cover a spread. And I've got the Jaguars plus the four against the visiting Tennessee Titans. Everything looks bleak in Jacksonville right now, but I think the troops rally here, not necessarily again for a win. But I think this is a close game against the Titans. So give me the Jaguars and Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence plus the four to cover the game against the Tennessee Titans. We really appreciate all of our listenership. Thanks for everybody for joining us for this episode covering week five of the NFL here on State Lines and also a little bit of college football action too. Hope you enjoy the games, everybody. Good luck with the picks. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. We will talk to you next week, everybody. You've been listening to State Lines, a Franklin Media Group podcast. For more information, visit statelines.show. To start your own podcast, visit franklinmedia.group.